0: Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On at Disney Plus podcast in this week's episode. We're going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus news, so we're going to be talking about some of the trailers and a number of this week's new releases, including Miss Marvel. We'll also be doing a full discussion on Fall, Love and Thunder, but we'll, we'll do that right at the very end, And so if you haven't seen it by then, but we're probably about 50 45 minutes away from that right now. Um, but before we do that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe here on YouTube. You can also subscribe on the Audio platforms as well, like um, Spotify, iTunes, etc. You can also find us over at What's on Disney Plus. Join our mailing list. Whatever way you want just to keep up with all the latest stuff that we do. Um, so we're we'll talking a little bit more about our Patreon and YouTube channel later on. But let's jump into the news. It's been a little bit of a, a kind of a quieter week, really, with um, sort of the Independence Day weekend last week, and then with Fall Love, and Thunder, Disney kind of been very much focused on that. Um, this past week um so there was a couple of trailers that was released. we got the first trailer for light and magic which is a brand new documentary series coming on um july the 27th um all six episodes um if you're a fan of industrial light and magic this is the one for you for special effects um i think it looks really good what about you
1: yeah watch the trailer looks good i'm i'm not sure that it needs six episodes which i think was what i saw at the end of that but we'll wait and see, and I, I love behind the scenes stuff, especially Star Wars behind the scenes. Uh, so mm. looking forward to it, and we'll see if it merits six episodes in the end. The only,
0: the only thing I thought of, of like, with the six episodes is because it's obviously got you know, we're like 40 50 years of history. This, oh, yeah. you know, I think like you know, and there's so much different stuff that they've kind of got into, like model making, computer graphics, all the bits and pieces, and the stuff that's come off from there, and maybe also expanding out a little bit because I thought the trailer did a good job of showcasing like Indiana Jones the Marvel Pixar and all the rest of it that it's not just about Star Wars it
1: it's going to depend on how much of it is about ILM itself and how much of it is about the projects they do and Mm. and how much they mix so if they're going to go and do well we worked on Star Wars and these are the behind the things things for A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and they all get individual sections if not episodes then okay but if it's just ilm well in 1977 we released star wars in 1970 etc yeah. like so we'll see it also depends on how long the episodes are because it didn't specify it. there's a big difference if they're
0: half hour or hour long you know looking looking forward to seeing that on there other than that like I said the, you know we got some we've seen some new clips from um high school musical coming up um, we've also got um some new clips dropping from zombies and stuff but generally this month's a little bit like hit and miss I think in terms of like what series and stuff we're getting um also this week we got um a new trailer for amsterdam a brand new 20th Century film coming out um uh, was it no uh, end of I think it's beginning of November um this one's like a kind of like a cop buddy cop like it's a bit of a, a weird one in terms of i mean the, the cast they've got for this is incredible because you've got like christian bell you've got margot robbie you you know it just it to me i watched australia was like yep i'd watch that that looks like a, a great movie to watch um it will it will be for me when it arrives on disney plus here in the uk which i'm guessing either just around christmas or just after the new year in the us is a little bit more complicated obviously with the this is probably one of the last few of the hbo deals that they've got right now and because that they were supposed to end at the end of this year so that all so all new releases next year shouldn't have that whole issue to where where they're going but yeah so i thought that one looked pretty good what about you
1: yeah i i've watched most of the movies by this particular director and they they're generally very entertaining although the the range has been pretty high between the, the worst and the best but like you said, the talent on this one is crazy, and the story looks entertaining enough. I think it's going to be more character-driven than plot-driven, mm-hmm. but uh, with that kind of cast, that's probably a good
0: thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a topic I wanted to bring up today, and it's the title of the episode, is along the lines of does Disney Plus need to adjust its um, episode, the way it's doing its episodes for its Disney Plus series? We're now, like, you know, we're going into, you know, we're nearly coming into year three Um, in November. You know, we've got multiple series out now. And the, the cracks are starting to show a little bit, I feel like, on some of the sh- um, episode later, especially on the Marvel side, because they've been a little bit more stringent you know we've had a, we had wonder which one division had nine episodes and she hulk is also going to have the same amount of episodes but since that all the other series have all kind of had six episodes we saw with obi-wan kenobi we had the six episodes um the book of boba fett had seven so and I then the mandalorian, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah four if you don't or three if you only count the ones with mando in. and then obviously the mandalorian had eight so they've been messing around a little bit in terms of their series but there seems to be a growing problem with the Marvel series. And I think Obi-Wan suffered from it as well, where trying to stretch out to get to that point of six episodes, the story's either not strong enough, or they then feels like they've they kind of, oh no, we've run out of time. We need to rush everything in this last minute um last episode. And yeah, I it was it's like and like Miss Marvel this week with this episode, it kind of ended and I'm like this either needed to be really either needed to be much tighter, so it was a little bit better, or the opposite way of it needed more episodes to stretch out the story a little bit more. I think, in some ways, it feels like we're at the midway point and we've not even really got going yet in terms of Miss Marvel. Um, whereas the opposite happened with Obi Wan Kenobi. A guy, a fan, ended up he's released a edit of the of the series, edited it down about two and a half hours for a movie, and like even the trades have started picking up on how good this edit is because it's like cut all the fluff out and it's turned Kenobi into like a really good movie because of the way they've cut it and stuff. And it's like, Hmm, you can really, I, and and there's been a lot more people can play, you know, a lot more people just like, going this trying to force everything into six episodes. Maybe it's not working. What about, what do you think?
1: Yeah. With those specific examples, you can definitely see it. Like Obi-Wan, we talked about episode six and it's like, why are, Peru and Owen fighting the Inquisitor at the end of this, this doesn't make sense. This is very clearly just, you know, because we want to include them rather than for any story reasons. I, I have always been a advocate for the story should have as many episodes as it needs. And yeah. it, in many cases, it doesn't need that many, you know, it's nice to have longer series, but more often than not having a shorter tight focus series is going to be more satisfying than longer series. And of course, you know, we've seen that with, with regular network television for years, you know, the, the standard CW format, 22 episode for the flash or arrow. And just, by the time you get to the end of the season, you're like, you could have cut maybe 10 of those episodes out and not lost anything of value. Yeah. And they all get padded and fluffy, uh, but it goes the other way too. If you don't have enough episodes, like we're seeing with say Miss Marvel and even Moon Knight, You you kind of like, oh, so episode six,
0: you're just kind of rushing through everything, and we don't, and we still don't feel like we got everything that you needed to get through. Yeah, I definitely felt like with Moon Knight, it was like we went into that final episode, and then suddenly it went from like, like it just speeded up. We got these big conchu battles, and it's like, uh, what? Where did that all come from? I, there's a lot of people talk about like, um, you know, people go, I want full seasons, I don't like these half season things. And as a Brit, I will say this, and I've said this a thousand times. I am used to the six-episode format. This is something I've grown up with on British television as standard. That is the standard length for most series. Um, they don't. It's either if you go above six, you're generally going into continuous shows. It's not very. You know, we never did the whole twenty-two-episode things. That was just something that never happened. So I don't mind the six-episode thing. That doesn't bother me. I I always felt like the uh, the Arrowverse episodes and Agents of Shield were too too long. I remember distinctively with um the Daredevil series on Netflix. Um, they had some fluff episodes in the middle that just didn't need it. You know, they, they it's like we didn't need those episodes and Defenders was a little bit better at the eight. But I also can look at like going, you know, did Miss Marvel either needed more to stretch it out a little bit because it it could have done with a bit more. Um you know with the villains and everything and just kind of giving them a bit more time but also you know like you say you could tighten it up and go a little bit shorter also i mean some of the episode lengths um you know they are quite short sometimes barely fairly odd minutes um and it's like certain things are a bit alike and then there's certain things that go, well, they could have done that i think especially like what we've just seen with stranger things season four where you know they those episodes were bar- bordering on being i mean i think the last episode of the finale was about two and a half hours i mean they would they were too long episodes they they were too long episodes for what they are they were fantastic i really enjoyed that season that was a really good season but you know like one episode uh, of the two dro- episodes they dropped last was longer than the entire obi-wan kenobi series <laughs> combined and you know, this this line, and I think streaming it, you know, I, you can see where they're kind of going. We want six episodes. We well, don't maybe see where you've how many episodes you've got when you've done the edit. Let's go from there rather than kind of I don't know. It's just to me it feels like the six episode, especially with the Marvel side, really needs a little bit more flexibility.
1: I agree, it needs more flexibility, but it does need to come at it from both sides. So. Corporate or whatever's happening really shouldn't be saying six episodes is what you're doing. Uh, you know, if you've got a five-episode story, tell it in five episodes. If you've got an eight-episode story, tell it in eight episodes and so on. But the creators aren't using, making the best use of their time either. You know, that's one of the, the constrictions. You have six episodes. They're this long. Tell your story. And if you're getting to episode six and you're like, oh, we need to rush through all the plot points now because we forgot to pace for it properly, that's on you that that's that's your mistake as well and and, you know so it's a a give and take obviously Mm -hmm. if you're writing a three episode series and then marvel says no we need it to be six episodes and now you've got to just throw a lot of fluff into it to get it up to six that's not really your fault that's a you know Mm -hmm. corporate obligation but if if you know from the beginning it's six episodes eight episodes nine episodes and you are running out of time at the end
0: that that's bad pacing. That's bad writing. So. I mean, let's look at now at like what's coming up in August. So we know we've got um, Andor is going to be twelve episodes, and we know that She-Hulk is going to be nine episodes. So they're all automatically we're in we're in some you know they're mixing things up a little bit. I think with She-Hulk it's because it's supposed to be a comedy series, so therefore they've gone with more or shorter episodes. Well, might not be a bad thing. We don't know necessarily how long those um, Andor episodes are probably 40 minutes I'm guessing around that as an average. But what they were doing with that series was they ended up filming them in like three episode blocks. And what they decided was that when they got to the end of, or when they kind of finished season one, when they're going into season two, which are going to be filming soon, they're going to be continuing on with that free episode block. But each block is going to be a specific year, so over the whole course of that second season, we're actually going to span four years, and it's basically they're going to go from the end of season one right through to Rogue One in that. And so suddenly, season two sounds like oh, they've completely changed the the entire format of the of how the episodes are going to work already. And you're kind of seeing now, like with Lucasfilm and with Marvel, you know, they're probably learned a lot with these first few series. You know, we're still in the early days of the making of series you know i don't know why we think of marvel you know agents of shield and defenders they didn't make the marvel studios team didn't make them you know like one division was their first series and you can i'm wondering if we're going to start seeing them like expand a little bit on that
1: yeah it obviously the first year the first two years have been how do we do this what how is this difference from making a disney channel show how is this for, different from making a marvel movie what can we do that we couldn't do and then obviously you throw in the the chaos of covid screwing mm-hmm. around with we can't do reshoots now or you know we we're almost done we've got two episodes left to shoot but now we're under all these restrictions so that that of course is on top of the normal mm-hmm. randomness of it but you do get the sense that they are starting to recognize what they can do with it and they've also got the technologies that they're they're playing with too, the volume or whatever they're Mm. calling it now that was used in Mandalorian and used in several of these shows. It's giving them opportunities they didn't have properly. And just like any technology, there are things that it is very good at doing. And there are things that it's not quite as good at doing. And they're starting to feel out what works and what Mm. doesn't with, with that technology. And then heck you've got Andor, which is like now we shot it on location out in the,
0: out in england there and and other locations and we didn't use the volume at all mm. yeah i mean there's definitely going to be ways of doing it i mean obviously they're filming now the percy jackson series up in vancouver and they're using the volume and i'm just i'm hoping i f- i feel like in some ways like 20th television and disney branded television and ABC, 16 so because they've been so entrenched in television for so long i feel like they've got they've got that much more experience. That, you don't, I don't seem—I don't really felt like you know, like big shots or with Mighty—I mean, Mighty Ducks was maybe a little bit different, but um, like the uh, the Benedict Society or high school musical, they always—it never felt you never felt that same way about it, the same way you do with the Marvel and the Star Wars ones because they've got that history of knowing how many episodes they've got or how to edit it together or how to put it together properly a little bit better.
1: Yeah, that, I definitely wouldn't use Mighty Ducks because that was one of the big complaints. Was uh, you, you clearly were not able to shoot everything you wanted, and now you have to chop it up into any story at all, and it didn't didn't quite work. But yeah, Big Shot, Benedict Society, those were very well put together, and it felt like there wasn't there weren't too many artificial constraints on it coming from corporate, like uh, in terms of length and size. It, it was. You know, tell the story, you've got so many episodes, and then roll with it. And probably that more traditional feel, almost sitcom feel for at least mm-hmm. a Big Shot worked in their favor because they knew they knew then how to write sitcoms. That's yeah. the bread and butter of the vast majority of television channels, including Disney, uh, for a long time. So they're just like, all right, we're going to do this sitcom style. This is this episode. This is this episode. And
0: there will be a thread running through them. And that was it. Yeah. That, that's how they I did th- it. I also feel like, in some ways, like say, like for say, for example, we're watching like the Orville right now, or there's those episodes are all almost like their own their own individual story. So they have a start, middle, and an end. You can watch that episode, and in all honesty, you might not have seen a single other episode of this entire series, and you'll still get a, you know, a a, a story. You'll still get, and I feel like Marvel and Star Wars. Um, what if was the only one that we've really kind of seen that with? Whereas, you know, they're trying to do this long story basically, it's a movie spread over, split up into parts, rather than kind of going, Well, actually, yeah, we've got like season, say, season two of Miss Marvel. Well, episodes one, two, and three is one story, and then episodes three, four, you know, they've not really gone down that line or trying to turn every episode. J- I know we, you know, j- joked a little bit like, like with Mandalorian of like Monster of the Week with some of the things, but in actual fact, that made it feel. You know, you had a, an ending and you had a story, and like Marvel's not really kind of gone down that same line so much. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't necessarily want Monster of the Week all the time, but you've, everything is, just lead, is constantly building. And I feel like, you know, in television, you know, just the way that Marvel's doing it, you know, doesn't isn't always going to be the way they do it. They need to
1: have the flexibility to do what works for each individual project. They they might come along and they might do. A damage control series where every week it's okay uh this superhero battle happened over here and we've got to come in and fix everything um and that's the episode and then maybe there'll be some undercurrents like you know office tension or various characters have their subplots and those continue but then the next episode it's like oh man hulk and abomination got into a fight on the subway all right, we're going to go and fix the subway and that's the episode and, and yeah. otherwise there's no like connect between them except that it's the same people doing them mm. and then there's other stories where which is what they're doing now which is where it's basically just a long form movie you're just watching yeah. chunks of a very long movie every single week or binging it at the end if that's your preferred style and they need to be able to let both styles mm. do their thing when it's appropriate for the story because yeah, like yeah. Like Moon Knight, Monster of the Week probably wouldn't work that well. Yeah, you know, mm. first he doesn't have a rogue's gallery that's big enough to support that, and two, he, the story relies on the continual motion of the actual plot. But I model, feel, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like like Wonder and Moon Knight in some way had this thing of the what's going on, something crazy. We don't know what's happening. What's happening next? Big like you know there was you know especially Wonder they kind of they were making it for television they knew why they were playing with the idea of you know having for phena- not you know cliffhangers and all the rest of it. and that, like the later episode seasons haven't had that same you know just dropping a you know somebody walks on stage you know a cameo i mean they've kind of avoided that in miss marvel and moon knight but it was so notable or for example like in hawkeye and and i don't know it's, it's, it's so funny kind of looking back now i think now where we've got like you know what like a dozen plus shows to look at you can kind of go well that worked and that didn't work and i'm sure they're doing the same thing but this straight up six seas the six episodes for the Marvel ones has been a bit problematic especially in the last two well that's free i would say
1: uh i think it worked well enough for hawkeye um there were definitely some issues where you could see they they couldn't quite get the reshoots that they wanted to. But I would definitely agree with Moon Knight. Obviously, we still have one episode left of Miss Marvel, so we can't 100% say what's going on there. But I have a feeling next week we'll be talking about missed opportunities or wasting time on plots that we didn't really well, think. Or
0: alternatively, alternatively, with Miss the other way they could do it with Miss Marvel. Um, Actually, don't finish it the story. Mm. Just end it with a cliffhanger and go season two here, 2023. Bang. Just don't try and rush it. Just actually go, no, we're going to leave it open. And we've got we've got multi-season arc here and leave it open. Um, You know, it's not necessarily going to be like Netflix where they cancel it. But the ratings on Miss Marvel are far lower than on any other ones. So there might be less pressure on them to bring it in in the future. But in Is some that- ways, it's an issue
1: that might also work in its favor though with presuming it gets a season two and i think it probably will uh they if it's lower ratings now which it is Mm -hmm. they're they might be willing to just go you know what um it's not a super rating powerhouse writers creators Mm -hmm. you've got more leeway to do your thing because there's less writing on it and you you typically do see that kind of thing with the lower rated shows where eventually corporate's just like you know what we're not making the money we want off this but we make enough money for it to keep going have fun go crazy do your thing whereas if you're doing like an obi-wan season two and right now it doesn't look like it will be but say you were marvel or sorry lucas films in this case is definitely going to be up in there making sure that you're not going to do anything to disrupt the branding you're not going to do anything to do long-term damage to star wars uh, you're going to do things that are nice and marketable and can give you action figures and t-shirts and things like that uh, because it's the big one. It's the one that everyone's watching, and that's the double-edged sword of it because on the one hand, you're working on this huge property. You're working with Ian McGregor. You're working with Hayden Christensen. You're working with all these guys, and on the other hand, you've got Disney breathing down your neck to make sure you do not screw it up, but <laughs> – If you if you're working on Big Shot or you're working on Benedict Society, there's a
0: lot less pressure on you, and you can kind of have freedom to do some fun things with it. I definitely feel like I mean, there's been some other complaints from the other side. Um, I know, like with say for example, like a search like Pictures Film or a 20th Century Studios film, where you know a a two two hour and a half movie is then stretched out to a limited series, and it's been happening a lot with loads of other shows where everything now becomes a limited you know six eight part series. And, you know, like, the dropout had a little bit of fluff in there. It could have been squeezed down if that was, a, a like, a, a movie. I don't know necessarily about Dope Sick, because that probably that needed that little bit more time. But they probably could have done, cut out some... but They probably would have just cut out what the you know, the girl story... They would have done something with it and just, like, trimmed it down a little bit. But it, it kind of feeds over it. But I generally feel like... Um, I think the Marvel and the Star Wars ones, there's so much pressure on them, like you say, because they are the powerhouses of Disney Plus and what are bringing people in.
1: Yeah, and like I said way back at the beginning, you really need to tell the story in a format that fits the story. you mentioned um, Dope Sick. I think that that absolutely needed to be a miniseries because they did a very good job of showing the progression Mm -hmm. of how bad things were going and how every step of the way they could have Taken a step back and gone. Oh no, we're really screwing with people's lives here. Maybe we should take this back to the drawing board. But they doubled down and go, no, profits are three times higher and we're pushed, yeah. etc. And you get this sense every single episode of things just getting worse and the epidemic progressing. Yeah. And it worked really well. You would not get that in an hour and a half,
0: two hour movie. No. Whereas uh, maybe, maybe like Pam and Tommy could have been could have quite easily been squeezed down to like a two and a, two hour plus movie. Easily, uh, easily. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that I wasn't
1: happy to have the the extra length of it, because it was a very fun series and it let the actors and actresses just kind of go wild with the story. But yeah, it could have been a two-hour movie and almost nothing of important value lost. That that's not to say you wouldn't have lost things,
0: but the core of the story would have still been there intact, perfectly fine. Yeah, and Pistol is a, another recent example of another series that, um, you could have seen that as a movie, but it's been extended out. And again, just I think they just need that little bit more freedom. Of do you know, there's nothing you know, I think the trouble is if they turn around and says, Right, okay, we've got um, I don't know, this new brand new Marvel series or a brand new Star Wars series. Oh, it's only got four episodes and they're an hour each. People are, like, Oh, that's not enough. I want to, I want a full season. I don't like all this. Like, and I especially feel like. Um, American audiences were being so trained with that longer episode format. I mean, you know, like, look at what we had with Sherlock. We'd only get three episodes in a season of an hour and a half each. That was it. And they were great, you know, like, and that was kind of standard, you know. The, you know, I think that's the way, again, uh, there's a slight difference in how like, I will look at it that may be too, like, you.
1: Yeah. Um... No, I, I actually tend to yeah. go more with the British mentality on this. I, I prefer the shorter series. But you're not wrong. Most Americans are in with the 13-episode or the 22-episode format. And if you don't get the 22 episodes, you feel kind of like, oh, you, you didn't give me everything that I, I got in our bargain, even though I'm not actually paying you for the bargain or anything like that. But yeah, what, wait, yeah. wait
0: wait, they visit the, the, um, the UK and then they, they asked for a larger, oh, That's a That's a small... <laughs> it goes to everything over it.
1: yeah, yeah it's not just a television thing
0: it's definitely food portions and car sizes and everything. i i distinctly remember being in a burger king in new york and we're like really it was really hot really thirsty um a friend asked for you know they asked like you know what soda and stuff and he's like oh yeah whatever the biggest is you've got you know when we're thinking like oh, i'd like biggest here he brings out this bucket it wouldn't have been so bad, but he then knocked it all over me. Ooh. So I had to go back to the hotel and get changed because it was just like a bucket of cola. <laughs> and it was uh, like, I'm like, why did you, Why would you give anybody a bucket of cola?
1: <laughs> and then you'll have other people who will come in there and say, like, this little, I don't know, 24-ounce, that's too piddly. 24 ounces of soda, how am I supposed to spend like, do you have any idea how much soda, 24 ounces? It's huge. But no, that's like the small.
0: <laughs> but no, it, it, it's interesting to see how all this works. I feel like I feel like Disney and Marvel and Lucasfilm—they're all going to be looking at the data, looking at how it's looking at the feedback, looking at how the editing and stuff gone. Feedback from the people that are making it, and going from there. And as just a, things will change as they move on. You know, we've got upcoming things like um, Werewolf by Night, which hopefully will be officially revealed soon. You know, like one one special, one episode, and done. You know, they are trying out some different things, but. Hopefully, I mean, to be honest, really, at, at the minute, we know after She-Hulk, that's it for pretty much 2022 in terms of live series. Um, and that might, you know, give us an idea then of what happens like, Secret Invasion and stuff. They might have some different ideas. But let us know what you think. You know, do you think six-episode format is working for the Marvel series? Or would you like to see a little bit more flexibility? We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Right. Okay, let's now jump into some of the reviews. But before we do that, um, quick hello and shout out to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. They help support the channel each and every month for as little as $2. They also get to take part in the weekly Q&A. And they also get their support. So a big fish thank you to Paul. We've also got Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Caleb Red Marsman, Cody, Chris, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, Sarah. Uh, the Juice, Andrew, and then over on the YouTube's Mamad, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave, My VC, still works. Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and also a huge thank you to Sarah for your support at the executive level. Right, let's talk now, we might as well start off with Miss Marvel. What did you think of this week's episode?
1: I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. It was a nice little change of pace to spend time with... Uh, these other two characters for a bit to kind of establish stuff that probably should have been established earlier in this in the show, but finally getting to it and then having an episode which was more just about fixing things and talking to people, not so much the superhero stuff. And I was particularly happy with, um, with Kamala and her mom and her grandma finally just having a proper conversation and most of the cards being on the table, even if Kamala's still not, you know, revealing everything. At least the big secrets are now just kind of like, oh,
0: yep, those are out there. Learn how to deal with them. Yeah, See, I was kind of in the opposite direction of yeah. this um, series. Of just like this episode was just like what? What was the point? What? What? Literally, the last f- two, three minutes was the only thing. It's just like so they went back in time and there's this whole story with her. It's like what? Well, th- 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 doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It has no bearing on Miss Marvel uh, on the character at all, you know. When I played the Avengers video game, Grandmum was never mentioned. <laughs> she was never, you know, I, I don't need, didn't need her story for, um, the, the, I don't know, I just, it's a really, really struggling with this series of, uh, it just feels like it's just gone downhill ever since she jumped in that car after being chased by um, damage control of just like, well, what, what was the point of this whole story for 20 odd minutes of her Great grandmother running around, or just like it, it doesn't matter. It just it was, and then just ha- like Kamala helping her grand find her dad was like, Why are we doing time travel? It doesn't have any bearing of where the- I don't know. I, I just and I've just and the villains were just, um, they're just so dull. They've just been, um, just not enjoying like this last couple episodes. are just like, oh, Come on, get where are we going with this? I don't know. It's, um, it's, the series has really struggled for not having a strong villain, not had a a reason to do, uh, you know, they kind of hinted at some kind of inhuman thing with some rocks, you know, getting powers and they didn't get powers. And, you know, I don't know. I've just, it's like, for me, the series is like, I was really enjoying it. And it's just been like, okay, it's like the finale is coming up. And I'm like, I'm hoping that they actually don't finish it properly. I hope they just don't rush through it. I mean, this whole thing with this other dimension, it's just like, it's just too complicated. Like, you know, now the sun's got powers. Like, I don't know. It's just just all over the place. I mean, it's like, they're going to have a fight. Well, they've had no meaning to have a fight for the last five episodes. So why would they still? I don't know. I'm just really, like... I'm just, yeah, just not, not enjoying it the same way that I have um, the other ones. I, the last two episodes have just been so dull.
1: I think the core problem has been that the series isn't really sure what story it wants to tell in that regard. And obviously, the way you're talking, you, you want it to have more of a proper superhero uh, conflict with a villain that we can it would not necessarily emphasize with, but at least find interesting and understand their motives. And, you know, why do we want them to fail and Kamala to succeed? And on the other hand, we've also got this just general coming of age story about a young uh, Pakistani woman in America, uh, her current cultural interests coming into conflict with, you know, her religious cultural influences and stuff like that. And the two stories just don't meet up at all. Yeah. I mean, it's like,
0: yeah, I was going to say, like, from a superhero point of view, like you say, you know, you have your hero and your villain. That's That's your core story. And a good villain will make. A, a series or a movie even better but a bad one will generally just, you know, the ones that people don't like the most the movies are the ones of bad villains if you're going to do a superhero series you have to either commit to the villain or not and in this case, it's like you've got one but you've made it a bit wishy-washy, like, didn't need it maybe didn't, you know, they didn't need them being chased down and that whole aspect to it, just, I don't know it's very, like you said, the whole coming of age thing and the thing with the family and the, all, you know, the issues with her um mother and grandmother. That's the interesting stuff because that's like, oh, that's new and a bit different. And then it's like, well, then got this just generic villains thing on the side, which just doesn't it just doesn't work. This bit, this bit over here just is not as fun, you know. When you've got the grandmother and the mum like talking and you know, some real honest stuff going. That's the nice bit. That's the stuff I'm really enjoying. It's just the standard like superhero stuff is just low. We're in like CW area.
1: Yeah. And and that's where the things are coming apart. And I'm kind of just overlooking the villain stuff as you know, this is genre convention. They're doing it because people it's a Marvel show and we're expected to have a fight. You know, there there were plenty of episodes of Agents of Shield or Arrow or or Flash where it's literally like we're having a fight because that's what we do in this kind of show. It'd be like having an episode of Power Rangers where the Power Rangers never show up and it's just mm-hmm. the, the kids having a conversation. Like, that's not what I'm watching for. I think that if they had ditched this current set of villains that they were had up until the end of this episode, just not made them villains at all. Because it doesn't even seem like they're supposed to be villains. They're supposed to be characters on a quest and Kamala either interferes or helps with them, but otherwise we're not talking about like Dr. Doom or something like that. They would have been much better off taking damage control and having them be like this mysterious influence in the background, uh, maybe with some undertones of like, is damage control misguided, but otherwise have good ideas? Or are they maybe subtly racist because they're dealing with Muslims and, and things like that? And that would have been a much more interesting story. Yeah. And I really wish they had focused on that. And that, that looks like where they're going with episode six because the core villains are done now, and now the only thing left is for damage control to come and try and arrest Kamala because,
0: yeah, and well, you also, I, had, I don't know, and you also had this whole other thing of like Red Hood and or Red Dagger and the, the other guy of like, well, what was why do we need both them and the clandestines at the same time? Kind of introduce like. You could have done that with one of them you didn't need both of them to, and you could have held them off maybe for it for season two um i don't and like you say the damage control hasn't been an issue for that because the last two or two three episodes when they would have been a much more interesting villain because they're just the authorities you know they uh, they misunderstand what's going on and it's, it's just a very all over the place it just seems to be like we're just we're just uh, just throwing spaghetti against the wall to find what will work and I don't know. It's a very strange little series. I know we still got the finale to go, but my gut feeling is like, well, I've not enjoyed the last three episodes. That's not a good, um, I mean, I've like, I've not even been sat there at like eight o'clock in the morning. I've got to watch this. I don't know if it was because Kenobi was take took that up at the beginning of the series. And I just got disconnected a little bit, but it was a bit like, um one ep- both, I both think the last two episodes, I didn't watch till the next day. I've not ever done that with a Marvel series because I was just like, I uh, watch it. Because I think had this been a DC show, I just, wouldn't have, I just wouldn't have returned. And I think that's what the problem would have been.
1: Yeah, I mean, there might be a certain amount of, I'm watching this because I have to talk about it for the podcast in the week. And in your case, like the daily updates and things like that. Uh, and that that's fine. You know, I can see why this is getting a little bit less viewership than mm. others. It is missing the mark that it's aiming for. And that's why I think damage control as a villain throughout the series rather than kind of mm. And noting it and book noting it, having it at the beginning and then having it at the end and forgetting to talk about them at all in the last three episodes until the very end was a mistake. Plus, they they fit more thematically with the the internal struggle that Kamala has towards the beginning of the series. Yeah. Like, am I American? Am I Muslim? Am I Pakistani? And, and so on. It bit more with that, and they just kind of ignored that and like, yeah, okay, uh, here's your ancestor. Uh, here are these random people who we will never see again because they're now all gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, we don't know what their personality was uh, or their motives or anything. And we were only doing this because everything has to be epic. Everything has to be the end of the world. And we've talked about that plenty of times in the yeah. past. Where it's like, no, I, sometimes it doesn't need to be the end of the
0: world. It just needs to be the end of your world or the end what?
1: of your local yeah. area. mean, I it.
0: suppose it's about the whole other thing as well. Like, you know, they got Turned into skeletons, and then the thing closed. The the and oh, like, well, we're, yeah. we're like, well, okay. And then they just walked off, you know. And she went off and had a quick chat with, you know, a, a potential new boyfriend. And it was just like, oh, well, what would we, this whole opening up the thing was supposed to just destroy the end of, now whether or not there's a whole other subplot going on that they've not talked about, and that is going to change what's going on. But I don't know. I just, yeah, it's a very strange series. And like you say, viewership is drastically down on the normal Marvel series. I can tell it as well. Um, Excite, like discussion in in like the Facebook group and in the comments and stuff. Just the lowest I've seen for any of the, again, is Marvel Marvel misread this character? You know, uh, I know some people obviously don't want to watch it because, you know, they feel it's kiddish. I'm just like I don't really feel like it's a kids show. I don't I don't feel like it's any different tone, um, especially in the last few episodes. But yeah, it's it's just very strange how the series has kind of like hit that point of with Marvel of just like going not everything they're doing is hidden, and this one's like not is is like missed a bit. It
1: yeah, I think it has missed a little bit. But you know, some of the problems we're talking about existed in the other shows as well, where there was kind of a. Lack of focus, or a why are you including this mm. aspect to it? And this Marvel, of course, has other things going on too. You've got it's targeted at a younger audience, so a lot of adults are just like, I'm not interested in a teen yeah. show, even if it is Marvel. Um, it's got the element of she's not your typical white American uh, boy or or man, and there's a whole lot of baggage that comes along with that. And there's unfortunately a very large section of people who are just like yeah no i'm i'm not watching something that's not directly me that i can't insert myself into which is you know dumb but i can't stop people from thinking that and so i think there's a whole lot of factors other than just story involved here and disney and marvel certainly were aware of it marvel saw the pushback when they first started Publishing yeah. this Marvel comics in the first place. And, Oh my God, you guys are going so woke. And why is there a Muslim studio? Blah, blah, blah. And of course we're getting it all
0: again. Yeah. So they, they knew that was coming. It's almost like, it's almost like say what, what happened when the, when the book and like the, was it the new, all new, all different era, you know, and right now we've literally got, you know, Miss Marvel, Mighty four, less so with miles. Morales. You know, we're having all of this stuff. Almost play out in for a second time as they've, but I think they've done it a much better way in how they handled it for sort of the sec for these ones than they did with the comic books. But um. it is strange because I think the actual, the whole thing with Miss Marvel being and the, the Muslim family, I think that's what's made this show so much interesting and so much more fresh and great because I've enjoyed same thing with, you know, uh, Moonlight. I've i enjoyed that being, and I, maybe it's that kind of thing, like, well, I'm kind of, you know, we, we've seen, you know, We've seen everything else before this is nice to have something fresh and something different which is what I really like But not as you said not everyone's been quite as open for that
1: Yeah, I I have been enjoying it more but I'm 100% aware that there are problems And like I said at the beginning, I think that the villains that they did through from episodes like three through five Weren't needed at all I would have really preferred them just going all in on damage control as the bad guys again whether well-meaning but misguided or um, actually you know not that well-meaning and maybe influenced overtly or uh, subtly by racist tendencies they might not even know they have but that's not the, the way they went uh, it it there's definitely a lot of questions that weren't just not going to get answered yeah. because the writing decided to be kind of all over the place it would have been better focused we'll see how it wraps up i mm. I hope
0: that it's not just another situation of
1: uh, uh let's wrap up all the plot points and
0: go home so we'll see my other problem as well is like are they leading <laughs> and this problem that marvel has as well of mirror villains where you know like he's now got the same power that she's got and then then they're going to fight and it's just a it's too similar a, a, the conflict of that might be an issue but we're gonna have to wait and see let's see how next week's episode goes um so we'll um, speak about that on next week but let us know in the comments below what you think okay so let's now talk about some of the other quick um series that have been out this past week so we had um the third episode of only murders in a building drop on disney plus around the world and on hulu in the u.s on tuesday what did you think of this episode uh it was okay it,
1: it's it felt like an odd Tension. i know they had to do it because it it adds a lot of context but i didn't really enjoy spending an entire episode with bunny it it wasn't the nicest of characters is she no and and i get it you need to add some context you have to give us a reason to care about her especially Mm. since they spent most of the season uh kind of last season tearing her down and being she's not the villain but she's definitely an antagonist and she's not a very happy person and oh we stabbed her to death and This is why you should care. And like, okay, you you gave us an interesting backstory for her, kind of tangled in. There's obviously going to be a lot of threads. We probably don't even know her threads yet. But it's also like, yeah, just because I know why she was the way she was doesn't mean she wasn't the way she was and still doesn't grate on me or still grates on
0: me either way. But yeah, I I thought it was okay. I thought it was nice, like, just building up the character, um, showing us what happened beforehand and just building up this whole... You know, setting the tone for when the murder actually happens. Um, This is the thing with these episodes because also, you know, they flip and turn and stuff. But this is again, it's it's a much better format for an episode because there's there's kind of a start and an end. You kind of know where they're going with it. Yeah, I thought thought it was pretty good.
1: Although, if I remember correctly from season one, there were a couple, couple, yeah, couple cliffhanger episodes even in the middle, Uh, not not necessarily cliffhanger, like how are they going to get out of this situation, but more like, ooh, we just dropped up. Bombshell yeah. on you, and you're gonna have to wait seven days to find out what it is. But um yeah, it, it there is a, a much more clear-cut formatting for this one.
0: Yeah, um also uh we had a new episode of Orville. That one dropped on Thursday. So this one involved kind of ended up sending, I think can't think of the guy. The the, the 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 guy with the beard, the the, the 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 pilot? Yeah, the pilot. So he ends up getting sent back in time. And then kind of they have to They go back in time to try and bring him back. Um, but he's ended up kind of set up life with the kids and all the rest of it and kind of make that decision to kind of, you know, go basically erase them from time. And it's a very weird episode because there's this whole thing of like time travel and the ethics of time travel and the kind of the whole thing of, you know, it was very and the kind of the end bit of, you know, the kid, the guy's lost his, his two kids and his wife. And the, the old, you know, the, the original, well, the one from 10 years ago, obviously doesn't care because he doesn't do it. But there's so, so much emotion with him, like, basically, like, you're not taking away my family. I, you can't take away my kids and stuff, you know. And I, I don't, you know, yeah, you, the rules and stuff don't exist. You've left me here for 10 years. I've moved on and I've got a family. And I, I've, I, it's again, this series is just continuing that trend of really hitting some hard hitting issues that they need to. But yeah no it was it was a good episode yeah
1: i i've not seen the episode i'm planning on watching it today uh, so i can't really comment on it i mm-hmm. will say you know time travel has been a big thing in the star trek shows lately and crossing dimensions and blah 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 um and it star trek is so tangled with time travel now that i can't even take their episodes on it seriously because like oh we're going back in time make sure you wave out the window to spock in star trek yeah. 4 or whatever while we're going but yeah but the Orville has the potential, and I hope it was realized in this episode, to properly do a, an actual story with time travel.
0: Yeah, It's just showing you, like, why, you know, the, the effect and stuff from it. But, yeah, no, it was pretty good. You um, got to watch America the Beautiful. What did you think of I one? did.
1: Well, I watched the first two episodes. I've not seen yeah. the whole thing. Um, beautiful photography, the actual documentary aspect of it is fine. I know that you had issues with, you know, the, the little – little side quips of like oh you know uh the alligator's hungry but it's not going to get the food today and and so stuff like that <laughs> um i have no problem with that I, the the core problem i have with it was they kept speeding up and slowing down the footage like they've got these great sweeping landscape shots they're clearly shot in a helicopter and they're just speeding up i'm like no let me enjoy the scenery that's the point i want to see the scenery yeah. and they're talking about how great the scenery is like yeah i can't see it anymore it's back there now yeah um, and then other shots with the with the animals are like, all right, we're going to go down to five frames per second. You're going to see every single motion. I'm like, okay, I get why they do this in like you know Blue Planet and Life and stuff, but you missed the point. You're supposed to show the action scenes in slow motion so you can see how fast things are going. You're not supposed to show the <laughs> frog hopping through the forest at five frames per 2nd and like, it, it it really was bothering me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like it's it's a it's a a solid show. There's a few little um, issues of how how they've done it, but again, it's always a weird thing with these shows with National Geographic. I'd love to know the the actual viewership of what these ones are. Of like, where is it moving the needle, and whether or not Disney at some point going to go, we keep making these things and no one's watching. (laughs) Just like um, they're not pulling in. You know how how much is that episode? How much is this going to cost us? Yeah, yeah, they ain't going to get enough viewers. Of it's like. Some of them are cheap to make. I mean, like The Little Farm or something like that. I can get that. But you, you, you look at these kind of ones and go, and I can see, especially with that Geo stuff, why probably in all honesty, most of the shows need to be like on linear and on streaming to make it worth the effort of spending on it. Well,
1: yeah. And the main point of these isn't for you to necessarily watch them as they drop. They're, they're there to be resources mm. uh, for schools and for... You know a couple weeks from now you're just like i want to see something about this subject and oh they've got a documentary on machu picchu and i wanted to read so there it is but you're not necessarily sitting there going oh they're dropping the machu picchu documentary and this is what i've been waiting three years to watch it it, it's different you're not Mm. you're not doing the obi-wan you're not doing miss marvel obviously we are but it's mostly for you know review purposes they're back catalog items, and you're not going to see this huge spike of like three million viewers watched it on opening weekend. It's going to be more like over the course of four years, the, the viewership actually evens yeah. out with the other things. And again, some of that is going to be classroom viewing, some of it's going to be um, you know, going to the library and them having a like a movie night and they show the, the lions and the tigers and, and things like that. And national geographic understand they've been in the business for a very long time bbc understands it when they do things like planet earth and it's just different expectations for a different format and definitely at least in the states do not underestimate that tell the um the classroom viewing because these these kind of things get shown all the time teachers are like yep we're taking a day off and we're watching uh this episode here and the teacher is enjoying the day off and the kids are enjoying the day <laughs> off and they're they're learning things whether they want to or not. You can just
0: imagine this teachers just sat there and like
1: I don't have to. I don't I, I yeah, this is
0: like oh, I could do a whole lesson plan, I could just let them watch the episode and that will fill the 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some worksheets, so they made for me. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, literally, they, yeah. they they do that, they distribute these materials.
1: And like, if you want to have a quiz afterwards, here are the topics or even here is a quiz template for you to use. Yeah. Um, and no matter what you think of the narration, there were definitely things in it where you learn what's going on. I learned things from this, uh, uh, and I went into a kind of younger audience. I probably know most of the stuff. I'm like, oh, all right, didn't know that about the the size of the American alligator, or you know, what's the biggest, what's the smallest, kind of thing. And it is educational. Uh, American documentaries have a different style than mm-hmm. than British documentaries. Depending on the mood, I prefer one or the other. Heck, I even prefer watching like lectures sometimes. Yeah. Don't even need the documentary; just tell me facts. But this is aimed at a younger audience. It's got some beautiful photography. It's got some missteps in it, but overall, it's still a solid National Geographic documentary. I don't say you have to go and watch it right now because it's going to be there for a long time. If you if you want to have something
0: on that's a little bit educational, this is a good one to have on. And I kind of we you know because i have been doing it with these with these documentaries. They've been doing the binge drop for them pretty much for a lot longer because they've obviously found that the weekly drop wasn't working for it. But in some ways of like, I feel like this series could have had, really benefited maybe from having them as a weekly drop because it would have like, a little bit more focus on them because it was like, gone, done, boom. And I'm like because I was even like, oh yeah, that got released on Monday. Wow, I completely forgot <laughs> that mm-hmm. was like, that was a week ago. This <laughs> is like it like, where if it was a new episode drop, you know, they would keep bringing it up into the into the news cycle and stuff so it would have been and because that's how they did it originally but then they just could i think they just realized the num, the viewing numbers just weren't working for those kind of shows
1: also it doesn't really make sense for those kind of shows because like episode one really doesn't have any connection to episode two episode two doesn't have any connection to episode three they're all shot in north america that's the connection but otherwise episode one you know there's a heavy emphasis on frogs and alligators and wetland creatures and then they they dip into the prairies for a bit Mm. and talk about the weather and then episode two there's no plot threads for them to pick up it's not like we saw this prairie dog over in episode (laughs) one and it was snowing and then it was raining and now we're going to see where it's at. now. it's like, no, there are completely different
0: animals in a completely different biome. Because it's almost kind of weird, because it's almost like episode one is like a highlight reel of episodes f- um, three to six. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it kind of worked out. But no, it's good. I mean, I think it's a good series. I mean, the, the, my my little issues with the um, narration are, you know, that's literally it, what it is. It's, it's not, it's not, it wasn't, made the show impossible to watch it wasn't like a disney nature show where i was just like after 10 minutes i can't take this anymore um or, or in some case i'm just gonna mute it and just <laughs> and it will look good i i wouldn't mind them
1: releasing these as a track with no narration at all you get yeah. the background audio you get the animal sounds and that's it i think that would be yeah. fascinating but yeah if you're coming into this with the mentality of like the david attenborough stuff mm-hmm. it's going to be a bit of a, a tone shift because yeah. these are uh definitely aimed at a At an audience where you're kind of going with the, oh, we got to talk a little cutesy. we got to add a narrative to the story. Uh, You know, Attenborough, they're they're normally things like, we've got the lion and we've got the zebra, and I'm just going to let it happen. I'm not going to make you root for one side or the other. Whereas this one is definitely like, ooh, the little critter better be careful because the predator is going to get it. Don't root for the predator. Okay. It's nature. And to be fair, though, they did have sequences like the grizzly bear catching up with the, the baby, I think it was an elk. And it's like, oh, yeah, that, that is no longer a baby elk. Oh, that yeah. is dinner. Lunch. Yes.
0: Yeah. So no, that was on there. Um, there was also a Mickey Mouse short, The Wonderful Summer of Mickey Mouse. I did watch it. I It was OK. I, I'm not a fan of this. I like the art style in some ways. And then other times they make really weird faces. And it really Goofy. throws me off. Yeah.
1: Goofy um, bothers the heck out of me.
0: And also it felt a little bit long. I know that's what they've done with this one. It, it, I kind of, I remember getting about 10 minutes in going, okay, I'm actually, I'm I'm kind of done on this one. Haven't got around to watching um, Assembled yet. Um, it wasn't high on my list on Friday, because it, it was just, yeah, it's been one of those things. But now let's jump into the main review for the day, the final one. And right, So we're going to be talking about 411 Thunder. So we're going to do a little bit uh, sort of spoiler free before, and then once we will, we'll let you know with the spoilers. So what did you think of uh, 411 Thunder? Definitely enjoyed it. Quite a bit.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to sit and ponder on it for a while. I'm thinking right now, not quite as high as Ragnarok, but still, you know, in that same area. And if you remember back, way back to our view of Ragnarok, I actually wasn't like super into it the first time. I, I still liked it, but it was mm. like, eh, yeah, it was, it was good, but not great. And then it evolved over time towards like, oh, actually, I appreciate the things that they set up mm. here, and we'll see if that happens with love and, love and Thunder. I was
0: about to say, Love and Ragnarok, yeah. yeah. That would be a different yeah. movie entirely, but yeah, um, I I really enjoyed. It. Now I've got to say, I this was a bit of a different one for me because I got invited up by Marvel to um, the premiere in London, so headed up to um, the the premiere, and so we were in a big IMAX, and I'm gonna. This was actually, I think, the first time I've seen a movie in proper IMAX. I mean, there's this massive screen from top to bottom. i really nice, comfortable seats. Um, Taika Waititi, also Tessa Thompson and Natalie Portman did actually come out and talk to us um, and kind of do like a quick Q&A just before it. Um, so kind of obviously at that point of like I'm in this massive theatre that, you know, outside was the red carpet with all the fireworks going off. You know, there's a buzz of things here. We got to do some photo opportunities. So therefore you're like, okay, you are in a heightened like, this is just lovely. You know, and it was like, and then I was obviously watched the film and I was just in fits i was just laughing all the way through um the com comedy completely hit with me i liked i like his comedy style in this movie um all his jokes i laughed at and i thought it was humorous um and i i think that is the thing with this film is if you like his comedy you're great if you don't like his comedy it's because i've seen quite a few people like Oh, I don't, I didn't like it. It's not as good. And I'm like, did, did you guys see the same movie I did? Because I love this movie. This was just like, this is a big summer blockbuster. You know, we've, I said, I did say to somebody, it's got flying goats in it. Let's just put, um, you know, there's a whole thing of like, you know, this, 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 this. it's got flying goats. It's, you can't take it seriously. It's like, there is that kind of, and I feel sometimes that we get a little bit like caught up in, um, Overthinking it is like it's it's a movie about a Norse god with flying goats that pulls a um a theme park ride. It's like yeah, there's a lot of jokes and lots of it's a lot of. If you're after something serious, a serious you know gr- gritty like superhero series like The Boys or Justice League, this isn't it. This is just fun superhero madness and. Um, you know, gore was great in it. Um, I just loved the whole aspect with, um, like with Tessa. I thought she, you know, the, um, Valkyrie was really good in this one. What the 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 miss, sort of the mighty force. I mean, I enjoyed the comic book story. I feel like they, they played it quite simple, it, it worked. And I mean, I've never been a huge fan of that. Portman. I, I like in some of her stuff, but generally, she's not like. Something like, oh, that, that I'll watch it because she's in it. She was fine in it, she was probably the best. I think she's been, she seemed a bit more likable in this than because I feel like in Dark World, she was just so miserable. It just she was like, Well, just why are we, why are we bothering with her? Because she doesn't seem that interesting. Where she did seem a little bit more, you know. There was, you know, she had when she was Mighty Four, she obviously had a little bit more fun with it. And then, you know, we had when she was ill, I, I thought that worked quite well as a whole,
1: yeah. Um. We'll save discussion of that towards the spoiler portion, but yeah, Natalie Portman did a great job. Actually, all the actors and actresses, I couldn't point to anyone that was like, oh, why this was a miscast or anything like that. It, It's solid. I think if you if you liked Ragnarok, you will like this. I think that's yeah. what it really boils down. To. If you did not like Ragnarok or if you're kind of, eh, on Ragnarok, uh, probably not the same. It is important to note that it is a very funny movie, but as is true with a lot of Taika's shows and movies, it can hit you in in the feelings sometimes uh where he he is very good at at getting that um that balance between them it does miss a couple of points though
0: and we'll talk about those in the spoilers but so i think it's only fair now i think the thing is if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want any spoilers um at this point on we're 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 gonna go into a bit more spoilery issues on it so um yeah, let's jump into the spoilers for Ragnarok. Um, there are obviously some aspects to this one, which I like the fact that they did finish, well, they kind of followed through on the idea that, you know, that Jane Foster, you know, she had cancer and she died. Wasn't so keen on the end credit scene, but I understand, you know, they kind of got to leave on a good note and, you know, and she's, she's not gone, but she's gone. But I did think that that worked quite well, the way they did it.
1: Well, I mean, the whole idea of Valhalla was a continual point that they mentioned throughout the movie, you know, uh, even right from the beginning where, like, uh, uh, Jamie, as Sif, shows up and is like, it's fine, I'm dying, let me go to Valhalla. And like, yeah, you didn't actually meet the requirements, maybe you should come (laughs) back with me and try that again. Uh, and, And this is a continual thing that's mentioned where, if you're a Viking, if you're a part of the Asgardian culture, Valhalla is what you want in the end. You're, everything you're doing towards life is to get you into Valhalla. So it kind of puts a little pin under it and goes, yes, the things that you did, the mightiness that you did, earned you the place. And it was nice to see Heimdall there uh, as well to kind of get that yeah. confirmation that Heimdall was there. And, yeah, the character's dead. Valhalla is a very definitive, you yeah. are dead. Um, but to, it's nice to have the closure. Yes, yeah. that's,
0: that's what it's going for. I think some people have misread that as like they can bring her back. It's it's like, well, it's not, that well, wasn't really the point of that. It was more just to set it up, really, that she's not really gone. To,
1: to go into the comic side of things, after she died in the comics, she was brought back as a Valkyrie, uh, so yeah. as part of Valkyrie's group. And I think, you know, knowing that a lot of people are kind of assuming, okay, well, we're setting her up to become a Valkyrie in Thor 5 or Guardians 3 or something like that, and she will return – I hope they don't, honestly. I mean, I yeah. really like her as Valkyrie in the comics. I think there's a very good arc with her. But especially now with the multiverse stuff coming in a lot and, and you know, alternate dimensions and different timelines and stuff. Like, no, no, no. You really need to make sure that dead means dead. You do not yeah. want to undercut uh, the death of characters in what, the core universe. Because, like, that was one of the things with Doctor Strange. Like, killed Reed Richards and we killed uh, Black Bolt and we killed Captain Marvel. But it doesn't count for anything because it's an alternate reality. Yeah. You do not want that it doesn't count for anything to come into the core reality too. That's and I
0: important. also and I also get the feeling that maybe Natalie Portman is kind of done with the, with the, with, the mm-hmm. with the franchise, and therefore this is just she can go off on her own. But I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool. I also like the other post-credit scene, obviously with Zeus not dying, but also more importantly I, introducing Hercules. Um, which it, yeah,
1: that was particularly hilarious to me because I had just finished watching Ted Lasso over on, on Apple Plus a, a couple of weeks ago and I was like, that's Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Why is
0: Roy Kent doing that? I know that doesn't mean anything to you since you haven't didn't did but... I didn't everyone was cheering and this this is the thing of everyone was like, I've got know idea here he is. Yeah, no, no. I had to Google him when I got up. <laughs> no, it's very
1: I, I can't speak for your audience obviously, yeah. but for me very specifically it was um it's this very beloved character in Ted Lasso that he plays. He's a football star, kind of a British football, so we're talking soccer um, star, who is washed up at the end of his career. And he has a very interesting story arc. And the the actor plays it really well. And it's like, oh, it's a very different character for Hercules, but I'm very excited to see you as Hercules. So I hope this actually goes somewhere.
0: Yes. Well, I I mean, just setting that up. I mean, I thought Zeus, he was so funny. I, I, I was not expecting it. I mean, his accent was a bit all over the place. But, you know, and I mean, it's just like, it's like, I mean, the whole thing of just like, I mean, if anyone was watching it, then they kind of go, you know, and he goes, no orgies. Just like, 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 yeah.
1: Not the thing you expect Russell Crowe to say. I I will say, especially at the beginning of his career, around the time of Gladiator and stuff, he he definitely had a, I am Russell Crowe, this is how I act. There is a very much a Russell Crowe presence that is the same, no matter what movie you could be. He could be maximus he could be you know a police detective he could be whatever and it's the same character just in different times. this was a different character his take on on zeus was unlike anything i've seen russell do up to this point and i was just like all right yes this I, i'm in for this and I, I obviously that end credit sequence shows he's not dead and we can uh, yeah. expect him to show up in whatever hercules does i'm looking forward to seeing him again
0: yeah i i i like the whole thing because it wasn't where i was expecting it to go You know the whole thing of they go and try and get help from them, and like, no, we we don't we don't want we're not getting involved. He can kill us, (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of thing. It's just like if if he doesn't know how to get it, we don't have to worry about it. You know, and I was just like, oh, interesting, kind of like because it didn't really. I think there'd been like obviously a lot of worry about what was going to happen, like with Moonlight with the with the 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 gods and stuff and like everyone was like like no no they completely just sidestepped that completely just it, it doesn't have any bearing on on you know eternals and i mean there was like celestial was, was like is that galactus it was like no it's not it's like i'm gonna have to wait till i watch it again on disney plus to kind of go what is that <laughs> yeah i
1: i might actually catch this again in theaters towards the end of its run mm. you know when, when in a nearly empty theater on like a yeah. tuesday night or something like that i think it it, it was good enough
0: that I, I could go and do that. I have not done that with any of the mm.
1: releases thus far. So, this is the
0: first one. I think uh, it's because well you know you're going to get away maybe six weeks. It's not quite so mm. the same, is it? Mm. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought all the comedy bits hit. Um, Chris Hemsworth is just, is, is, it, there's just something when he's on screen that just just, just pulls me in. i just like, okay, he's, he's funny. He's, he just grabs every scene. There was a few bits. I mean, the whole bit that I could have done without him doing the splits. Uh, well, that bit was a bit stupid. But um, the other bits of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, the splits were a little too over the top. I was like, <laughs> okay. And, and they they stayed on it for so long. Yeah. That the Guardians were like, come on. What are you doing? And then
0: it's just like, can we end this scene? Let's go. <laughs> so. Yeah, the Guardians were like a bit like they didn't really need them. They were, wow. but then they also that even the way that they played off on, it, on the fact of like, like, we don't really want you around, even <laughs> we're going, to, well, you know, yeah, they just, they just generally just lie along the lines of like, yeah, they really weren't big fans of four by the looks of it.
1: No, and I, I suspect that that little story bit really was not something Taiko wanted to explore, he was saddled with it. Kind of, yeah, I'll always go back to the classic um back to the future and back to the future part two when they made back to the future they didn't realize there was going to be a sequel so you know they did the whole where we are going we don't need roads and like yeah. oh what's cool and then when they got to sitting down and making back to the future part two it's like why did i do that i i'm railroading myself into a story i don't actually mm-hmm. want to tell uh, and you get that kind of impression where it's like yep we ended Endgame game and thor is off with the guardians of the galaxy and, like i don't actually want To do a story with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and and so we shuffled them. But I did appreciate that they at least uh, talked about that they had been together for a while. So there are stories with them, and they built a camaraderie. And when Thor probably shows up in Guardians three, at least there's that. Yeah, there's that (laughs) scene too. Uh, to be honest, I don't actually like that scene. I thought that was a little too much, but oh, I I,
0: I, it, I liked it. I it was just the kind of thing. You can tell he's figure like he's he's fully into just like he loves them. He loves them all, but they really <laughs> the same feeling for him.
1: I th- I think the goats were the final. Yeah, the, the final break. But <laughs> well, okay. Mantis trying to do the goat call was. <laughs> I love that one. I hope that turns into a meme because that was great. Um, but yeah. Uh, you mentioned the humor I, I will say one one that did not land with me most of them landed uh, but right at the beginning and this is a throwback to ragnarok as well where korg is narrating all of the terrible things that have happened And just like you could you know let them be serious moments yeah you do, you don't have you know asgard blew up you don't have to make a pithy comment about asgard <laughs> blowing up it's a tragic event yeah. um Although Loki died, I was gonna say the Loki died one is really good. He died, and then he died again, and then he died again. And you're like, actually, he's still alive, still. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I wish you know, you get that scene with where Thor gets naked, you know, it's yeah. in the trailer, so that's not really too much. And you see the back, and he's got like the Loki died tattoo. I wish that they had had like date crossed out, date crossed out, date, you know, how some, some yeah. people do with the. When they're trying to remember someone, they've got the date that they died
0: or was born, and like, that would have been a nice little, like, cheeky nod there. Yeah, but no, it's, I like I said, I really enjoyed the. I this is a. I can't wait to watch it again when it drops on Disney Plus. Um, it probably. I'm. I'm my my gut is saying Disney Plus day. That's my like. Um, it could be a week or two before yeah. it. Um. Because it would be what we're six weeks from now. So it's, so,
1: it's about halfway through August,
0: towards the end so, of August. So 15th, 20th, 20th, 29th. So well, one, two, three, four, five. So it's the 19th, around the 19th, 17th, 19th of August. So you're anywhere, yeah, about two, three weeks out from this second day. I could see them holding it back for
1: an extra couple of weeks, especially since it looks like it's going to do pretty well at the box office. Yeah. So yeah. uh,
0: I mean, they might they, they might not. They might drop it at the end of August as, as like the big month. That's their big release of the month. But yeah, no, I I really enjoyed this film. I uh, I think a lot of like I've seen so a lot of people not really liking it, and it's like I kind of think of, like if you don't get those, if you don't like his comedy style, this is really that probably will just put you off. And mm. like, oh, the cheesy jokes and the rest of it, and the way he acts. I mean, I just feel like four four in Ragnar and in this is so different from that first film, but he's- he's grown a lot he's been around more people and he's got a lot more issues and stuff i mean,
1: um, yeah i I do understand the the perspective though the shift between Dark world or Avengers Two and Ragnarok and now love and thunder the the characterization is yeah is a massive jarring shift and i think that was one of the complaints i had back in ragnarok was you know this is a very different thor and you don't really understand where the change came from because it, it's that it's like that at the beginning of ragnarok it's not like he got thrust into you know the grandmaster's realm and had an epiphany moment and became a new character No, he was this way at the beginning of ragnarok and it's very different from you know dark world thor and mm-hmm. and avengers 2 thor so I can totally understand where people are coming from. That even now that this is the established current version yeah. of Thor, and you know, yeah, th- these are two functionally different characters at this point.
0: No, but I so I I really like the way, and you know, he's hanging around, he ain't going anywhere. He, he's he's going to be returning, and it, it looks like I think Chris Hemsworth is very much aware that this is you know he's quite happy doing it. Um, and in I mean fact that he even got his daughter in to play a major part in it as well.
1: <laughs> I. I think that's the difference, though, is that he is very clearly having a ton of fun with this role. Whereas yeah. Thor, early Thor, was a much more serious role. It was much more in line with the other characters. Serious is in like, you're supposed to be more serious character. Obviously, they still had humor, but you could kind of get the impression that he'd be on the same track as like Chris Evans or mm-hmm. Robert Downey junior like, we had our fun, we did our movies, and now we're done. Whereas the the reinterpretation of the character in Ragnarok and Love and Thunder really went with Hemsworth is going. I love this. I will continue doing this as long as you let me do do this. And that's. Why and uh, was
0: and it, it might also have that that big diff as well of maybe them working together. It's more. They're just. You know, it's more fun, and therefore they're just they're, they're just getting on. And um, what did you think of like the whole aspect of them using the volume for this? the effects because on the bigger screen it was much more noticeable of when they were you have how they were using it. I don't think it made too much of a difference, but you could definitely tell it looked a bit different than than normal. It did, and
1: I think they disguised it well enough. They did a better job of disguising it than, say, Boba Fett did. Uh, uh, I think, you know, it goes back to what I was saying during, uh, was it Miss Marvel we were talking about it? You know, they're figuring out what works with it and what doesn't, and that knowledge is starting to propagate, and they're starting to realize, okay, it works with these kind of scenes, it doesn't work with these kind of scenes. And they're not yet at the point where they've got it down. Pat, but I think for the most part with Thor, they did a good job. Um, I think it helped, though. I wanted to call this out anyway. That whole sequence in the Shadow Realm, which is very clearly using the volume is cinematically fantastic. I yeah. loved that entire sequence, the use of black and white, the use of color fading into black and white, fading out of black and white, The the that entire sequence. And, and then playing around with frame rate, too. There were definitely yeah. parts where it felt like more... Uh, classical sci-fi hmm. honestly I know the Marvel and the Star Wars movies don't typically win awards but if I was ever going to vote for like a best visual effects kind of thing that sequence is the one that I would nominate uh,
0: out of all of the Disney
1: catalog that's come out this year
0: definitely feels like in some way like when they were there and when they were in like the, the, the realm of the gods It worked. I don't know necessarily, like you know, when they were in Scotland, they might as well have just done it like in person. You know, if you if you can use a real set, use it. You know, I think hopefully, but yeah, I I thought it looked alright. A lot of people have been kind of talking about it. It's like yeah, it definitely it's got less places to hide on a big screen, and that's the thing. It's on on, home, you might not notice it as much, but when it's on a massive, great big IMAX screen, it's it is a little bit more noticeable but again you know sometimes like well they're on a they're battling on a bloody moon where where exactly how are they going to do this realistically
1: (laughs) i mean there's certainly that aspect to it too and i think i've definitely been guilty of this myself but with the covid protocols in in place i've definitely been more aware of like when are they in populated areas when are they in not populated areas when are they very distinctly making sure that it's only two characters available at a time or three characters available at a time and um covid in, in the last couple of years, I've been very aware of that. Mm. And so I think, like, even if they were using the volume, but we didn't have the COVID experience to go through, it would have been a lot less noticeable mm. that they were doing that kind of thing. But as with most visual effects, they will get better at it. Future movies, it'll be a lot less noticeable because they'll know when to mm. use it and when not to use it. Um, and also future movies, they'll have more options available to them again because things are opening up and yeah. becoming usable that they probably – Could not use during the construction of this movie
0: no it's like so it it wasn't as bad i don't think it was that bad but i also feel like as a whole this movie was fun and i feel the general audience is going to pick up on this being a fun superhero film rather than being some um like a gritty you know and i feel like in some ways it was like spider-man no way home where you know it was fun it was just a fun experience. And I feel like 4 and Love and Thunder is much more fun than like Black Widow I f- and *Internals*. See, I got, kind of like Shang-Chi and 4, Love and Thunder had that fun factor to it. And more people are more like, no, it was just fun. You know, it's like, you, know, you got dragons and, you know, you're all these kind of flying goats. It's, it's hard to take them seriously when they, they play up on the humor. Whereas something like Black Widow was much more grounded in reality.
1: Uh, aside from the giant flying fortress of the yeah. Um But but that is the point. Ed, the movies have different tones. They, they have different audiences. They have different things that they're aiming for, which is a good thing. The, you know, We we don't want a situation where we're back to Iron Man 3 and Thor Dark World where it's literally like, guys, we can see the formula. Can you you mix mm-hmm. it up a bit and try something different? And then, of course, Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy come along and we go, oh, you guys are playing with the formula and you're having fun yeah. and, and so on. Um, so, yeah, the, this... Is definitely a more lighthearted film, but it does have some moments of depth to it. Mm. Christian Bale is fantastic as Gore. He, I, I feel like his story was actually pretty satisfying, even though he only got like what five minutes of screen time. I yeah, loved-
0: a lot of people say that, and I'm like, well, he was on screen a lot, but it was like, I suppose it was just like the way they spread it out. Of, um, I don't know. I, 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 I really, I love this character. I just wish they didn't kill him off. Like, yeah, you know, like, at least stop killing them off. <laughs> That's where that. I was going with that.
1: Like, I felt it was a satisfying arc for the character. And okay, if you're going to kill off a character, at least his makes sense with his story has ended. But especially with Christian Bale running that character, this had the potential to be a Thanos level. Yeah, you know, this is the bad guy of phase four, five, and six. And, and I know there's Kang and so yeah. on and other things, but. The way he played him, the power level that he was at, the threat level that he was at, you could have definitely drawn him out as a core villain for several movies. And, of course, you know, I I will never really say no to Christian Bale just going nuts and, and having fun with the character. Because this is not – you could tell he was definitely like, we're going to go chew some scenery. We're going to, to really, you know, build a story around this character. I would have liked to have seen more. I'm satisfied with the ending, but – man you could see him being a, a villain over the course of several yeah. movies and just being like yes and and then when he loses at the end it would be all that much more satisfying
0: yeah no it's like i said i i really enjoyed this one There's, you know like i said a few little issues here and there but generally on the whole i think this is great i feel this is um just it was just fun and i think that's what really got me was i enjoyed it it was fun it was stupid lots of laughing lots of action it was a summer blockbuster and you know it was it was nice not to have you know the whole thing with modiverses and you know it, it was connected to other movies but it wasn't you know they can't i don't know i, I just like i said i, I really enjoyed it i thought it was a good fun one it was and again the the not multiverse
1: aspect to it was kind of nice i know the shadow realm te- technically is probably yeah a multiverse is probably a, a secondary plane but yeah, to to not have that, to not have it be connected to Doctor Strange or No Way Home was kind of nice. It it's got its own problem and and that's and that's what it's focused on. It's not focused on doing bigger bigger picture stuff. And again, going back to Miss Marvel, maybe if they weren't talking about multiverses, we'd like it a, a bit more overall yeah. because that doesn't really seem to fit with the story. But anyway, this is this yeah. is Thor Love and Thunder. Had a great time probably going to see it a second time at theatres and that is the first time that i can say that i probably will follow through that since uh the covid protocols have come into play yeah. so this is the first one
0: well on that now guys thank you very much for joining us make sure you let us know in the comments below um what you thought of for love and thunder do you agree with our thoughts we'd love to hear your thoughts go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. and on that note guys thank you very much see you guys soon Laters. later Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll see you guys in another video. Laters.